Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Good. Are you ready? I am. All right. Good morning, everybody. I am so excited today to actually present to you somebody who is going to share their story. So this is Kim, and she is going to take it away and tell us about her twin story. Well, first, I would like to say that I've known D for um, 2001. We started nursing school together, and she was the first person I felt safe sharing <laughs> some spiritual uh, crazy stories with. So I just had to put that out there first, and then... Um, starting remember I see dead people <laughs> anyways <Thank you. laughs> um so it was started in 2013 I started this weight loss journey I said it was a transformation I didn't actually have a deadline on it but I started with just the initial going to the gym eating exercising then 2014 I went on to running half marathons, multiple half marathons, like every month starting in April. And I'd get such clarity and just profound enlightenment that um, it was in November. I just dropped my daughter off and I was coming back home and I was at the signal light and I stopped and I prayed. I said, okay, God, you can send me somebody. I think I'm ready (laughs) for a relationship that you can send somebody. I'm willing to do the work. And I thought it was kind of crazy because I've never actually prayed that. Well, two days later, (laughs) I go to the local grocery store down the road. And it was by crazy chance that I actually went there because I usually don't go to this one. I went there and as soon as I walked in, there was this guy, there's a couple guys. They're like, oh, hi. And, you know, I'm just I would just say hi, whatever, and just keep walking. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I was down the wine aisle, and this gentleman, like, cornered me. I, like, had nowhere to go, and he just started talking. And I was, like, you know, answering the questions. And, you know, he told me that he was an attorney and that he works downtown. And have I ever been down there? And he asked if he could have my number. Well, being a single mother, I don't typically (laughs) give my phone numbers out. And so I had enough information. I thought that being somebody that was well-established, would it would be safe for me to give my phone number to. So I did. And in the course of before we actually went out on our first date, I found out that we had the same birthday. The exact same birthday, different year. He's 10 years older than me. And... Before we went out on the date, he asked if I wanted to go to this black tie um, event that he was invited to. And I said, sure. Well, the very first time I get to his house, we're getting ready to go to the date. And I was like, boy, I wonder if he would be interested in going to like painting with a twist. I don't know if he's creative or anything like that. I said, I'm going to put that intention out there. So we get into the car, he's backing out of the driveway, and he goes, hey, hun, there's this place where you can go and you can, like, paint and drink wine. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, he, like, literally read my mind. Like, how did this happen? And so it just went on from there. So we're driving to the restaurant, and he's 
you know, he's like, well, tell me something. I was like divulging <laughs> my darkest secrets <laughs> to him. And I looked at him and said, who are you? I said, I can't believe the stuff I'm telling. Like, I feel so safe and comfortable telling you like my darkest secrets. And like, I have like no shame or anything. And he goes, well, usually I would want to know like your credit score or any, any of this kind of stuff before we even go on a date. He's like, that does not matter at all to me. He's like, I really think that you're really cool. A different woman that I've ever dated. You're so down to earth, um, really kind and caring. So jump ahead. So we're, you know, seeing each other. He asked me to be his official girlfriend, you know, (laughs) 40 year old still (laughs) asking, but, and so I said, yes. Well, then it was shortly after that, there is like this weird, everything was going fine. We met my another great friend and her daughter um, went out to dinner and then he comes and he says, you're not the person that I thought you were. And I was like, what do you mean? You're not the person. I'm not the person who you thought I was. You're different. And I'm like, I have not done anything. What are you talking about? And he's like, and then it went like silent. Like I wouldn't get any response. No phone calls, no text messages. It was like so crazy. I was like so devastated. I was like, I went into the, the craziest funk ever. And Mm -hmm. at that time, then like this whole other spiritual realm opened up. Oh, there was like, so did you go ahead? Did you know he was your twin at that point? Yeah, (laughs) it was funny because I was just going to say, so the one point where I had this realization that he was my twin, we're sitting at his house on the couch. Nobody was saying anything and we're sitting next to each other. And all of a sudden I heard like, oh my gosh, I finally found you. It's been such a long time. I'm so glad we're here together. I love you. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. I love you too. Out loud. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, did I really say that out loud? Like, did he hear me? And I was like, shit. And then I didn't say anything. So then (laughs) I started Googling. I went home and I Googled like people's souls talking to you. Like, auditory hallucinations of like people (laughs) talking like it was like the craziest thing is so then that's where I first popped up with this twin flames and like I started to research and I was like oh my gosh and of course you know as crazy as we are I sent it to him and I'm like this is how I feel like I feel like I've known you from somewhere I have no idea and he was like well I believe it too you know like there was this another instance we were um he was adopted and he found his birth mother and he bought her a fur coat. And I'm not really material things, fur coats, not really mine. So we're <laughs> down there. Uh, and I go, oh, that's really cool. I said, let me try it on. And I was like, <laughs> again. Because his mother had passed away, right? Yes. And so, I'm okay. interested in wearing the coat. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, who's coming through here saying to try the coat on? I felt like Cinderella. So I put the coat on and it fits perfect. He's like, oh my gosh, it's like, it was made for you. Like, oh my gosh, it's like perfect. He's like, I'm going to have this dry clean so you can wear it. And I'm like, oh, you really don't need to do that. Um, This is not something that would fit me. (laughs) You know, my daughter's going to be a veterinarian. She'd be appalled if I wore something like this. I couldn't even do it. And so then I told my friend who is a medium clairvoyant and I told her the situation she's like oh honey she's like that was his mom coming in to you guys welcoming you into the family saying like this is like it was kind of like Cinderella this is like your 
your slipper, but it was the coat. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I told him, he was like, that's what I thought too. And I was like, I just started crying. It was like so beautiful. But it was, then we, this was like right before um, December, 2014, we like totally stopped communicating everything. In the meantime, he's like, you know, before this all this crazy stuff happened, he's like, you know, I can see us totally getting married within six weeks before the end of the year. He's like, you are the one that I've been waiting for. And then like how this all totally shifted, like I'm not the person he thought I was. And just, and then, you know, I had to have some sort of peace. So I had to like stay grounded and I started doing angel cards and I just started to like meditate and get clarity. And then this whole healing process, you know, mm-hmm. going through my whole family, clearing out, you know, forgiving tons of people. And it was like this huge transformation. And then one of my biggest fears was I didn't want to continue the same old family paradigm of having abusive step parents. And my fear manifested as my mother, who has been abusing my children. And it came apparent in 2015. I was like absolutely shocked, came home from work one day, and my teenage daughter was saying, Grandma, stay away from my little sister. And the little one was crying. I was like, whew, rage. And then all of a sudden it went to, I said, Mother, what are you doing? And I turned around and I looked at her, and all I could see was like this little, like, five, six-year-old girl standing there. I mean, I didn't even see my mom who's like in her 60s, late 60s. It was this little child. Like she didn't quite understand what was going on. So then it like, I was like, well, the anger went away. The rage went away. And I was like, here's this wounded little soul who has no idea that what she's doing. So then eventually (laughs) my mom moved away. It was me and my kids. I'm sorry, go ahead. I just said that's crazy. And then continued more healing. Um, I had a dream that he was laying down and I was waving my hands over. So I asked my friend again, I'm like, you know, what does that mean? She's like, Oh, well, honey, you're a healer. I'm like, well, what does that mean? (laughs) You know, (laughs) this whole ascension process, the ladders and the rungs, everybody keeps saying like, you start at the bottom and you keep climbing. Well, so it was my birthday, 2015. She's like, well, let's go and do a couple of new things since you're ready. I had this aha moment. So we went and I did uh, a free Reiki share. I wasn't able to, for the Reiki master, wasn't able to feel anything. So then we went to this pranic healing free um, clinic. And that was very profound. I felt like I was levitating. I was spinning, twirling, had this gold. It was kind of like a gold Buddha body. It was just really profound. I actually had to open my eyes and make sure I was still like here. (laughs) And so then I was like, wow. I said, that was awesome. I said, I want to do that. And so since that that time, I have taken multiple pranic healing classes, the, the introductory, the different levels, and then the higher spirituality classes. And that has been huge in my healing because you can do um, self-healing on yourself. I know um, Dee was talking about um, finding other healers and groups that you're connected to. I also started off with Jill and Ramey, introduced her to them. Uh, However, I felt more connected with the pranic healing so I can do it on myself and I can do it on my twin. 
and I can do it on, you can do relationship healings with like my mother yeah, <laughs> and like my children. So I have been able to do this and we reconnected, you know, it was like probably spring 2015 and I was telling him, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. I had some aha moments and he's like, cool. He's like, well, okay, why don't you cut cords on me? There's this lady that I just want to be done with. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm like, have intention. So we're sitting in there and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, you're new at this healing. Does it really work? And I'm like, okay, just intention, you know, pray and just ask for all these higher beings to come down and help you. And you just, you know, continue to pray and believe that it is. So I did the cutting of these cords and like <laughs> within five minutes after I did it, this person called again. And I was like, wow. I said, well, I said, I can do it again. I said, but you're going to have to like one block the number. You're going to have to do something to eliminate any kind of contact with them. If you want to cut them and heal them, forgive them and then be done with them. I've had to do that with so many people in my life that it makes you, it just weighing you down. You need to like rise higher mm -hmm. and be a lighter body and not have that negative energy and the stress of the previous relationships. Right. So I continue to do whatever I would. I would periodically send him text messages, emails. So at that point. <laughs> I figured point... that he finally blocked me. <laughs> at that point, like you guys were in contact, but not on a regular basis. Was he yeah, avoiding you, like, do you think? Or Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. He he, like, okay, yeah, sure, you can come over. But then I'm like, okay, he's like, oh, I'm busy. You know, he would always extend that invitation. I would extend that invitation, but then there would be nothing. And so recently he, um, there's a, some really cool miracles that happened this year. And I was just sharing the information with him. He's like, well, that's really cool. And so then I asked him again, I'm like, well, can we meet? He was like, absolutely. And then he's like, well, it's going to have to be before I move. I just bought a house. And I was like, cool. I'm like, well, where did you buy a house at? He was like, the other side of town is like probably an hour away. And I was like, that freaked me out. And I was like, oh, the anxiety producing. And so I, you know, I sat with it for a while and then it started triggering some abandonment issues. I'm like, I haven't seen him, you know, in like four years. How could it be some abandonment issues? But I was like, all right, so it is. I'm like, well, I don't know what exactly it is, but I started, you know, processing and healing and working on it. And he was supposed to come over. He did a couple drive-bys, which was kind of funny. And then um, they had a pranic healing class on his side of town that was brand new. Uh, the teacher's expanding the area. So I sent him uh email said hey I'm going to be out there in your side of town would you want to get together and he said sure and I'm like well where would you like to meet and he said to come to his house and I was like okay and that was different well he hadn't said come to my house yeah in a while never never right. never yeah not in a long time so I was like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh well let me tell you the day that I was supposed to meet him it was supposed to be around you know 5 6 o'clock every single obstacle possible that could go in the way. My dog was in the, the vet, severely sick. My babysitter didn't show up. I was, um, I had some other chores I was supposed to do. Here it is. I didn't leave my house till five 30, had to meet this lady <laughs> before I could meet him and still drive an hour across town. So I finally did. I'm driving over there. I get to his house <laughs> 
<laughs> it is really funny. So I'm like, I got some wine out of the back of the car. And, and so I sent him an email. Hey, I'm here. He opened the door. I peeked around the car and I was like, oh my gosh, he's in the doorway. He has it open. I think I'm going to leave. <laughs> my friend's on the phone. She's like, just breathe, just breathe. And I'm like, no, he's there. She's like, breathe. I'm like, I don't know how. <laughs> Okay, I'm 44 years old, and I felt like such a teenager at this point. And I was like, okay, she's like, just walk. I'm like, I don't think I can. I said, I think I'm just going to leave. I felt like I was the runner then. Like, these stages of the twin flame, it is, like, really crazy. And, like, I had, like, no idea. I mean, I knew I was anxious. I was triggered. But I was like, damn it, I'm still going to do this, you know, because I have to do this. He's not able to come see me. I will do it. So we, we get inside, and gave him the wine he's asking me all sorts of questions I couldn't even like formulate any answers like yeah um yeah <laughs> and then he's very nice to talk to very comfortable and so we actually started talking and it was like so interesting again similarities we haven't talked to each other for over four years and similarities were coming up I'm driving out to his house and there are street names the same as my last name <laughs> east and west it's crazy <laughs> And so it was very nice. And so we ended and he was like, oh, he's like, would you like to come out here again? He's like, is this too long of a drive? And I said, no. He's like, I'd really wanted you to see the sunset. And this is like really nice and peaceful and relaxing. I'd like to enjoy this with you. I'd really like you to come out and have some wine with me. And I said, definitely, this will be um, doable. So we ended like three very intense hugs. And he asked for kisses at the end. I was like, wow. And so since then, he, <laughs> he's he been texting. He's been calling. Mm-hmm. And we've seen each other since then. I know. So it's amazing how it's, it's come nice. around. It is. Yes. So you it do feel is. like what I get from listening to your story is that he's definitely pushed you into awakening and a lot of different levels way higher than you ever imagined you would be. Oh, definitely. Like, you know, this whole spiritual transformation started with initial with weight loss and it's gone to different levels of financial to, you know, family to career to, I mean, community. It's like gone so far that I'm not even the same person that I was when I initially met him. Yeah. I don't even look this. I was going to say, even physically, you're, you're so different than you were back a few years Mm -hmm. ago. I mean, I have, I have piercings, I have tattoos. (laughs) It's crazy. Not that they're bad, but I, yeah, it's definitely changed. Yeah. It's good though. Definitely changed. Yeah, for sure. So now what do you think as far as going forward? Do you, think there'll be a lot of more curves to deal with so my friend uh, my other friend she recently reconnected with her twin flame after 25 years and so I find it very interesting because Greg and Betty they are very supportive of our twin flame relationship and they will encourage and do whatever so it's been very helpful to listen to how they're being triggered and what's helping them and how intense the conversations get and so I'm ready for it and I think it's going to be very 
is going to be a healing on a whole different level. Like what we've been doing, it's going to be like to the core. Yeah. It's going to be so deep. Yeah. I really think so too. It's such a crazy feeling of intensity. Like you want it, but it's also like you're in the fire. That's what I get. Well, I mean, okay. So Betty called me one day. She's very, she's a strong woman. And I was like, boy, honey, I said, it sounds like you have a cold. And she's like, no, I've been crying for 14 hours. I'm like, what do you mean you've been crying? And she's like, and she just like broke down. She's like, everything. She's like, it's all a mirror. She's like, I'm an asshole. I'm not a very good friend. And I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, cause my relationship with Greg, my relationship with my daughter, my people at work, there's conflicts everywhere. And she's like, and in every relationship that it is, I'm the only common denominator in all of them. She's like, so having self-awareness in order to heal it, is like the biggest part. And I have to like figure out what is the common denominator between all these relationships besides me and how I'm reacting and how I'm portraying myself and what I need to heal. And I was like, Oh my gosh, if she's crying for 14 hours, I right. Shit. And she doesn't cry. <laughs> no, she's, she's not like very stoic. Yeah. She's very strong. And I'm like, crap, I have like no idea what this is going to entail, but I'm ready. Yeah, like, I agree with you, know. you. I think sometimes it's absolutely terrifying. But at the same time, it's like, can we just do this already, please? Yeah, I'm, I'm so ready. I, I'm ready to try new experiences, new things. I'm so ready for whatever. you. I'm so ready for you. And, and just having Betty and Greg come together, just knowing there's people around us coming together and seeing you come together. It's just incredible. Such a good yes. feeling for the rest of us who are not quite at that spot yet. Well, you know, it's very interesting. So we, um, Betty and I, we were doing some community service and there is this cute little couple over there and we're like, oh, look at they, they're so in love and you could just tell. And, and then they started to share their story with us and they were separated for 35 years. Oh my. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. So I actually had to take a moment. I had to step aside because I was running the cash, cash register and I'm like, I just needed to hear more of your story and to see how you guys reconnected. And it was so funny because in everything spirit is driving and shaping everybody's life. Cause she strongly believes that, you know, the things that have happened, it's all related for them coming together and this higher purpose, whatever it is that they're here to help and bring collectively us closer to God and spirit, whoever you want to call it to, and to help other people rise up and know that that's why we're here to heal the planet. Oh, that is so right. And, you know, when I hear you say it like that, it's a good reminder that all I have to do is just surrender. I mean, obviously, there's healing for us to do. There's you know, different, we can walk on the path, we can put one foot in front of the other, we can take the spoon out and, and help our creator to move the mountain. But when you look at who's really in charge, it's like, it's all of the upper level creator, beautiful spiritual light, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it just, 
to me, that just feels so comforting. Like, I don't have to feel like I have to force things to happen. I can just keep moving forward and make progress for all of us. Because definitely, definitely, I would have to agree. Because, you know, we all think like, oh, this is what we're going to do. Like, darn it, I'm going to send an email. I'm going to bring them some coffee. I'm going to go and <laughs> I'm going to do, I'm going to make them some stuffing. Whatever it is that you think that is going to yep. be great. It's always going to be like, no, don't think so. Yeah, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to friend them yep. on social media. <laughs> nope, <laughs> that's know, not going to exactly. happen. Yeah. No, and so like this whole surrounding, like finally, I'm like, you know, if he's in another relationship during the time that we never talked or had any communication like you know I have to just sit there like knowing that this relationship is going to he's going to learn something about it and it's going to bring us closer mm-hmm. and I had to like and to just to sit with that for the longest time it made me absolutely nauseous but I was like it's for it's for the highest power this is what we agreed to it's okay just you know bless him bless him heal him mm-hmm. <laughs> you know do healings on him like we would Yes. have like healing sessions and just bless and hope and know that I strongly believe, cause we've talked about this before, like whatever synchronistic events, tones, ringtones that they had or whatever it is that they, that you're experiencing guaranteed after seeing my last name on the street, driving by as <laughs> that they have them too. That they're having synchronicities oh, too. Like they're, they are, they're being tractor yes. beamed. <laughs> And they still are like, I would, I would go in, I used to do home health and hospice. I would go into somebody's house and then they would have the TV on and it'd be like, Andy, Andy, Andy. Or then it would be his ringtone. It would be his, his text message. And then the <laughs> TV kept going. I go to the next house and then it would be that person's, his, the patient's name would be Andy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like how many times do I have to go yes. through this? I'm like, all right, this is all I think about today. There's a soap opera. <laughs> There's an Andy on there. Right. That's exactly <laughs> it too. It's like these reminders mm-hmm. over and over. Like they're it's... still there. They're still there. Not to mm-hmm. mention that they're in your head all the time too, but. Constantly. Yeah. Well, I just can't tell you enough how appreciative I am that you took the time to tell us your story. It's super, super, super grateful. Thank you so very much. Well, I appreciate that your openness to hearing my story for so long and that since we've known each other so long, you didn't think I was crazy when I said I found the one and you're like the one because I've never. I know I was going to interject and say that. I'm just going to tell everybody really quickly. So my friend Kim is never, ever in her entire life that I've known her mentioned to me about um, being in a relationship that was going to last forever. She's not the one who's like, I'm a princess. I'm going to find my prince and I'm going to live happily ever after. It was never like that ever. Not once. And um, when... Andy came into the picture. I didn't even really know he existed. I don't think yet. Maybe, maybe once it was, yeah, there wasn't much said. Maybe you might've said something like one time to me about, because it was so quickly. And all of a sudden she says to me, I'm getting married. (laughs) And I was just like, what? Like, this is the most sensible person on the earth. Okay. I'm just telling you the most sensible. Now this is something I might say. I'm getting married. (laughs) But <laughs> not from Kim. So 
I was just like, where has my friend gone? Because this is not who she is. So I knew it had to be something profound. I didn't understand everything she was telling me at that point, but I, I totally understand now. So I'm actually more excited for this reconnection than I've ever been for anything, probably. So it's quite exciting. Well, you know, I have to say that, you know, being registered nurses, that there is this whole different level of the spirituality. I mean, if you're like working in the ER or if you're working in hospice, there's different levels. But then like coming home and bringing it into your everyday world, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't talk about this like in college, like, okay, everybody has a soul and we're, we're here and there's higher beings. You know, I've gotten a lot of grief from individuals that I would tell the story to saying that one, I was delusional, that I was psychotic, Mm -hmm. I was schizophrenic, I was bipolar, I needed to be put on meds. And these people have known me. I mean, I've worked in community mental health, I've worked, you know, nursing supervisor positions, different places, like clearly, (laughs) my mental faculties are intact. Yes, I know, (laughs) because I know you. And it's really, you know, about where we're at as far as being awakened or what our belief system is and as you and I've shared many times if we're we have to be careful who we say what to because of that reason like they're gonna have us committed and I was sharing on previous podcasts how it absolutely sometimes it sounds absolutely delusional but you got to go with what spirit says right and what your heart says. And, and that's exactly and I think that's how I actually one of the first times I talked to Andy, I said, you know, this is going to sound crazy. I said, I don't really share this with a lot of people. I said, probably a handful that, um, (laughs) the gifts that I've been given, Mm -hmm. um, that sometimes they're frightening. I mean, I haven't even told my mom she's heard since this time, but, um, you know, I see people's death process and I can, people talk to me and I'll already know, like, their whole history, their whole childhood history, like what happened without even like knowing anything like so profound. Like I know you talked about soul catalysts and stuff in the past, like with Sam, he totally like we connected. I mean, there was this physical attraction, but like from the beginning, I knew that he was, he needed somebody to tell him that he was a good person because there was some issues with his mom and, you know, like his mom, passed away a few years ago and he like confessed everything. And I said, you know, it's really not necessary that you share all that. I've known it from the beginning. Right. And how did I know it? It's just, it was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was interesting. And, you know, like with Sam, I had to actually, you know, tell him I was done after like 20 some years. I I was done. I could not be your friend. I think it was like 23 years. I cannot be your friend anymore. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, you, gotta you can't along. keep these skeletons. Yep, you can't keep right. these skeletons in your closets for what if. I mean, they served a purpose. I learned what I needed to learn. Exactly. Um, yes, there's a spiritual connection, but I don't think it's nothing like what I have with Andy. Right. At all. Oh, yeah. Totally different. I, so, I understand that. So I had to, like, cut him loose, heartbreak and all. But it's much easier this time because it's been, like I said, 23 years of this. And I'm like, you know what? I deserve more and I'm done. Right. Goodbye. Amen. When I say goodbye, that means like, don't contact me. I'm done. Finished. Leave me alone. Right. 
So you're able to finish that Mm -hmm. contract with him. And he gave you everything you needed and time to move forward. And that's the thing. Like, you know, when I realize I have to cut ties with people and I always tell them, you know, thank you so much for the lessons that you taught me and I've learned from you. I appreciate you so much. Um, I love you. I forgive you. I forgive myself, release you. And I wish you the best in the future. Love, success, prosperity, everything. And when you think about it, just go ahead. Nope. And then I just, you know, release and I cut the ties and I'm done and I bless them. And And I was going to say love and light. When you think about it, like that process you you go through, that really, truly right there is unconditional love. When you can Mm -hmm. release somebody with that kind of gratitude and respect so that they also can find their, uh, the rest of their way on their path. You know, that's, that's truly true love for somebody. And sometimes when we're doing this healing process, cause we have to go back to our childhood, back to the, the little Kim mm-hmm. and say like, okay, what happened at, you know, like three, four, like, where's your memory starts wherever and go back to then and like heal the different ages and the trauma. And if these people that were your perpetrators and harmed you that are no longer in the physical body, you can still forgive them forgive their souls because the souls still live on and so Mm -hmm. you know go through the same process but to their soul wherever in the dimension that they are just to forgive them and I found that to be very helpful with I had to do that with my father my stepfather and my grandma right so it was and probably some more people that I didn't even know right right (laughs) I understand that too. Like right now for me, I'm struggling a little bit with a couple of perpetrators. That's what I'll call them. Um, mm-hmm. I'm struggling because I understand the concept of um, my creator sending only angels. And I understand the concept that I have also played that role of hurting other people um, to bring them a feeling or a lesson or I'm not saying that it was okay but on some level we had agreed and I feel like these perpetrators like prior to coming here, we agreed that there was going to be some conflict and that I would be the victim and they would be the perpetrator. And I'm just really struggling to accept that fully. I understand it, but I just want to be able to in my heart accept it fully so that I can release them. Definitely. You're, so you're talking about there's a book by Donald Welsh. Yeah. Donald Neil Welsh, is yeah. it? The Little Soul in the Sun. It's written for for a children's book. It's illustrated. Let me tell you, it's so profound. It's very profound. It so it's profound. A, it's a great story. It is. And it's talking about how we come into this lifetime and there's other souls that agree to do certain things to us. And that we have to lower our vibration doing these negative and horrible things for us to learn the lesson. But don't be angry and mad because there's a lesson in it. And it's all about love. Right. Yes, God only sends angel. And it is so, let me tell you, 
<laughs> when I came home and I found out my mom was abusing my my children, the little one who was like four, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was no angel at that time. I'm yes. telling you, it was a process in order to get through. I mean, it, I had to work. It was hard and forgiving. I mean, I wrote mm-hmm. her some nasty letters about, you know, she needs to heal herself. And I was like, you know, and still trying to be in the light, like, okay, mom, there's this stuff that's happened to you in your your childhood, in your adult life. It's been tragic, but we need to, you know, take accountability for it and see what it is. What if these, if your people that hurt you aren't here, we still need to forgive them and love them mm-hmm. and thank them for the lesson, but still heal ourselves and going forward. Cause it's all a mirror, like the relationships and everything, like we have to heal it. I mean, it took, it was probably a year and a half for me to actually be able to, you know, go and see my mom without being angry and pissed off and saying that I hated her. Yeah, you know? it's definitely a process. You can totally understand how it happens, but at the same time, it just takes time within yourself to heal it and, oh, and under, like to really grasp it and say, okay, I'm ready to say thank you and you can and now you can move on I don't need you to do that to me anymore thank you very much (laughs) yeah I don't know if I would still be able to say thanks mom for that lesson but no you know in in a way that I'm glad that there is like no like I mean there was harm done and my daughter's now she's you know like eight and a half I mean it was tragic and everything I'm glad it wasn't a stepfather, you know, yes. a potential partner that I was with. Yeah. And that be very it's hard. very profound that she decided to teach me that lesson. Yeah. And, you know, or maybe to play out loved- that karmic part of it so that <sighs> your future wouldn't have to include that. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Because I could not see Andy being anything no, like, truly goodness. loving and for, and yeah, he would like totally give my children the world and like when I met his kids they're like yeah dad he's the one I mean she's the one and my kids are saying like she's it like I really like her yeah and but no it's really interesting because like when we met he was like so I know there was some really bad things going on with you and your mom how are things I'm like well short version she's back living with me I said so it can't be that bad Well, and and great, you know, so much gratitude to you for taking it on a night. She's been fine. She's not being abusive now. So uh, you do a justice to taking care of our people. So amen. You know, it's truly in pranic healing. It's about, you know, blessing the relationships that you want to get better and the ones that you want to come into light and blessing them (laughs) and it truly has made a huge change and shift to my life the pranic healing and I would always recommend um, if you're not interested in doing some energy work there are so many different places um, that do Reiki, healing touch. I mean, there's so many, mm-hmm. some vortex stuff. There's so much different yeah. energy healing. Find there's one so many. that you connect with that you have this. Cause since then I actually have, um, a lady from a metaphysical church that that's a Reiki master. Let me tell you, this is the first one that I've actually ever 
had any sense <laughs> that I could feel anything. And we've been doing like, it's been kind of cool. Like the people that are in your life and how they gravitate into your life on a daily basis is so interesting. So this Reverend Fran has been coming over on a weekly basis and we do energy work exchange and she's, you know, older like my mom. And she's like, and she's like, I'm so intrigued at how you've learned all this stuff and how enlightened and the different, like she calls it psychic surgery that I do (laughs) and how powerful that we're working on healing her inner child. And she has clairvoyant. She said that her inner child, the trauma is in her left shoulder. And so we're working on removing that trauma in her left shoulder and healing it. As we say, like in Shrek, (laughs) there's layers and we just have to peel back the layers and heal and stuff's going to come out. And if it comes out, you know, just acknowledge it. Nothing's negative. It's all positive. It's there for the awareness to heal it Mm -hmm. and to move on. Yes, absolutely. And um, pranic healing is definitely powerful. I had a session with you and it was amazing. I had a lot of insight during that time. So I'm really glad you brought it up. I didn't know if that was something you were wanting to bring up. So I'm glad that you did bring it up and shared it with Uh people because, you know, anytime we can understand and learn about different ways that we could heal and like you said that we're pulled to different things different people different types it's so that we can have this huge encompassing healing we don't all want to do the same thing we're not we don't get as much results if we're all focusing on the same thing so definitely go to the people that pull you there that you feel like Mm -hmm. this is my person and this is the way I want to do things because there's a reason for it if we all do our gifts we will heal this world a whole lot faster absolutely so thank you very much for everything today it's been incredible and we really look forward to hearing more in the future (laughs) well I would like to say that I would like to invite Andy once things have progressed a little bit more in like 2019 to sit and talk because I like to hear um, his side of the story. And it's always so interesting just to hear him talk and tell about our meeting. I think especially when we met with Betty and it was just so, it was like so cute and he he really is adorable. So I, I see us um, coming back and talking again. I think so too. I, I think that would be wonderful. So Let's go. (laughs) Let's go, girl. Yay. Yay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You have a super good day. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste.